Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Lord Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit, and good morning, Chedline. Father, we come before you this morning in the name of Jesus, honoring you, God, and blessing your name, seeking you, God, for clarity and understanding in Jesus' name this morning. Um, Ten lines. I'm a little bit, know a lot. Lot disturbed this morning. You see, the Lord had me sit down and read every prayer request. It's so many prayer requests, it took literally all day. That is to read them and listen to the Holy Spirit same time and then to pray to God to show me and to show you how to come into agreement with his word for your life now I got a couple of um, prayer requests from witches nope not coming into agreement with you on nothing. We have no agreement. There is no agreement. I have been kind of like kicking some things around anyway about um, owning my own network in the name of Jesus. And then I got a, a call, friend Sheila. You know, it's a good thing to surround yourself with people that have the ability to think. They don't have to think like you. And as a matter of fact, the Bible says, "Iron sharpeneth iron." But one thing. Sheila, and I tell I told Sheila too. I like the way she is. I like her level of intelligence and operating through that. But I just said we we prayed together. And um, as we prayed together, she she said, what did the Lord give you? Because right now she's um, on the Indian Reserve this very moment. Yesterday she had a meeting in the cold. Maybe, Maybe the temperature was about, I don't know. She said, she laughed, but sound real to me, um, 10 below zero where she was on the, on the reservation. Oh, they call them reserve in Canada. Reserve. And she was about 
to preach to, in Canada, they, they call them First Peoples. Here in America, First Nation people. And what the Lord gave me was this. And I know it was the Holy Spirit. With loving kindness have I found thee. Can you find that scripture? With loving kindness have I drawn thee. And so we were talking, she was telling me what they've done to her. Now, the week before that, I was talking to Shannon. And he was telling me what they what they've done to him. They have driven both of them off YouTube and off that Google YouTube platform. And I just said, Oh, okay, well, you know. They said that they were gonna do that. I said, I just listened and um, and Sheila was telling me her age, which I knew I was old enough to be her her mother. And I realized that God is doing a work in Sheila, so that when she goes through this transformation. He will be even more apparent in her life and in her ministry. God is doing a work in my friend Shannon so that God can be even more apparent in a work in him. And I know He's doing the work in me so that as we step into this new era, he will be totally apparent. You see, God is not taking a back seat. God is not any longer going to be afterthought. He's going to be a, a forethought. That, that's Jeremiah 31 and 3. King James Version. Yea, I have loved thee and everlasting, therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. So I, I said to Sheila, my friend, I say, Sheila, don't be so mean. <laughs> she said, Well, that's necessary in some areas, it's in certain times, you know. And she said, Well, where you might look at it as mean. 
somebody else might look at it another way. And I said, yeah, you're absolutely right. But I can remember when a senior person uttered those very words to me. And I can remember when Jesus spoke that those words to me. It's only the second time I've heard it. With loving kindness have I drawn thee. You know, the enemy wants that forgotten. I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You know, I'm not making an example out of anybody or anything like that, but some people are going to go to hell, and they're already in hell, and they don't even realize part of the reason that they're encountering what they're encountering could be because of the way they treat their parents or the way they treated their parents. Or the way they still hold it unforgiveness in their hearts against their parents. The Bible says, honor your mother and your father that your days may be long. What I'm trying to say is, it's a lot of people dead because they could not humble themselves under the hand of God and forgive their parents. You know, if if I could do it over, my, my, my parents are both going to be with the Lord. But I can remember times when I put my job personal thing with, with my mother, you know, and I, I can remember times when I thought, well, I'm going to buy her, you know, I bought my mother a house. I bought my mother a house full of brand new furniture. I bought my uh, mother a car, but I gave it to my niece to show for my mother everywhere my mother wanted to go, even although I didn't have to, because my mother was my sister's dependent, Navy dependent. I told you my sister retired from the Navy. But anything that I could do for my mother, I did. I shared everything with her. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I don't. Have, I didn't come from a big family. It's all, it was only three of us, and I happened to be the oldest of the three. My brother uh, went home to be with the Lord to a naval. My brother got a uh, Marine Corps. We, we were all military. 
he got a Marine Corps medical. He got hurt in the Marine Corps. So he was on um, 100% disability. But my sister did 30 years. I only did 12. But what I'm trying to say to you this morning, honor your parents so that your days will be long, so that you'll live long. I don't, it doesn't matter. You got to forgive in order to fulfill your destiny in Christ because you're not going to fulfill your destiny in Christ if you're holding something against your mother or if you're holding something against your father. It's cutting your life. It's cutting your days short. And likewise, likewise, listen to this. This morning, like I say, I read every prayer request, and my heart is heavy. And then I, on top of that, God lets Sheila call. On top of that, you see, when God gives you a word like, with loving kindness, have I drawn thee? Some of you have become too self-righteous. Some of you have become too vain. You think too much of yourself. But the Bible says that God remembers that we're but dirt. We're all but dirt. Fish dirt, bear dirt, hippopotamus dirt, white dirt sand, black dirt, earth, brown dirt, clay. We're all but dirt. Because God made us out of the dirt. You know the dirt? You walk on it. You plant in it. But the but the Bible says that except a grain of corn fall to the earth and die, it cannot live. It doesn't live. It germinates through through death once it's in the ground. I'm no botanist or anything like that. It's far from it. But, you know, we when you go to school, you learn a little bit about a whole bunch of stuff. This morning, as I was looking at those prayer requests, I said, God, ain't no way I can pray for all these. You know, I need a, I need a, couple of days. He said, talking about praying over there. She said, but don't you think it's just bigger than that? Don't you think it's just bigger than that? You see, uh, a lot of people, now this this ain't no party or nothing like that. Because I'm pretty late, kind of, 
men, they take this ministry right here for granted. Blood, no sweat, no tears in it. They had to do nothing to get 36 years in Christ. They don't have a clue what it's about. They don't have a clue that this whole walk with the Lord is a suffering way. So you got a whole bunch of people out here who think that 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 they're entitled to something, somebody else's blood, sweat, and tears. I tell you this morning, it don't work like that. It it, it doesn't work like that. No longer are you going to be able to just sit up and live off somebody else's preaching. That don't work anyway. Because the Bible tells you you have to put some works in your face. But no longer are you going to be able to just sit up, hear stuff, and then just discard it. It it doesn't work like that. You see, people came to Jesus. And the Bible says some believed and some didn't believe. But it says that those that, that did not mix the word with faith didn't receive. So I'm wondering why. Some of you are not able to receive. It couldn't be because of Jesus. It couldn't be because of God. And it couldn't be because God doesn't give you instruction how to be successful and how to be an overcomer. But I talked to a lady last night, and you know what kind of Word she used to me, she said, I told God. I said, yeah. She said, yeah, I told God I want this. I said, really? And then she went on to say, I told God I want this, and I'm going to do this until I get it. Well, let me tell you the spirit that was talking to me. A ridiculous one. But I get so tired of hearing the ridiculous one. I didn't even respond. I, I just listened. In my mind, I was thinking, since you can tell God so much, and since you can make God do so much, why are you in the situation you're in? Because this woman has a turned around concept backwards of how you relate to God. Brothers and sisters, you thought you can't tell God what to do. That is not faith. Number one, it's ridiculous. As I sat there and listened to this woman telling me how much she tells God, I'm thinking. Boy, she got a really bad misunderstanding. And I just listened. And why did I just listen? Because the Holy Ghost was saying, she can't hear you. She's too busy listening to herself. And thinking, she's telling me what to do. And she really genuinely believes that. She really genuinely believes that she could tell God what to do. 
find out Job. I said, hmm, where was she when God the stars in the sky? But, and, and then and then she, she listened to me and she said, I'm under an open heaven. I said, I think you missed something. I said, God is the one that opens the heaven, parts the heaven. It is the spirit of God. So what you're telling me then is that you tell God what to do, and then God does for you what you tell him to do. She said, yeah. I said, well, when you divorced, did you tell God to give you a bad marriage? And then your husband went out and cheated on you, and, and you told God to, for him to do that. You know, help me out. Help me out. You told, you told God that you didn't uh, like your job anymore, so you told God to fire you off your job so that you have to uh, go to a shelter. I said, how does that work? Explain it to me. I said, I really don't want to know, but I just want to know how you think. And then you sitting here crying, trying to transfer all this garbage on me, trying to pull something from here. I said, the one can you say you're suffering for Christ? I said, how many souls got saved? How many homeless people got saved? I said, you became homeless. Did God do that? You divorced your husband, you know, because you bought him in the first place. So he allowed himself to be bought by another one. I said, did God do that? And all I said to her was, you need to resent. I've been in the Lord for 25 years, I said, and you've been in misery and hell because you don't know God. What did I say that for? Ooh, I thought she was going to cut me off. I said, where does it say? She said, faith, faith, faith. I said, your faith got in a homeless shelter? And you know what? I said, your faith got you divorced and another woman with your heart. I said, this is crazy. And you're crazy. And she said, and you're insulting, Erica. I said, no. I said, listen, I can call you crazy and mean it. I said, because I was crazy. I said, I was so crazy, I couldn't even think how to put my left foot in front of my right foot and walk. Now that, I said, but the kind of crazy you are, 
you have become who you were worshiping. And then you think, and you can't see that all of this mess you're in is because of your own wrong thinking about God. I said, and you're still sitting here talking about you going to tell God something. I said, that's crazy. You're getting crazy. I said, you need to be on your knees, on your face, humbling yourself before God and asking him to forgive you as you repent. I said, you got devilish pride and the devil done worked through it. You got witchcraft confusion to the point you can't even think straight. But yet, yet, you, your own ministry, you, your own minister, and you really thought that I was dumb enough to come into agreement with you, and then all them curses would have a right. To operate through me because I came into agreement with a crazy person. Well, I finally got her attention, I was trying to do. And then she went on to tell me about inheriting some money and the husband. She bought him, just like I had said, she bought him. And when the money ran out, he went to the next highest bidder. But I told her, I said, the first thing I'm going to do is ask God to have mercy on you. And there's somebody over there in that women's center will take you home with them. Give you a warm bed, some hot food, and a rest. A rest for your mind. And then when they do that for you, I said, I'm not going to have anything to do with it. Because I don't want you thinking you're going to be beholden to me for nothing. I want God to do it for you. I said, now you go back over there and talk to the lady at the desk. And she did. And right now, she's with a nice family on the mountain in a nice, warm place. They call me up. <clears throat> I asked her to ask them to call me up. She had enough faith left to follow instructions. And they were looking for somebody to take him for the holiday. I said, Don't don't worry about it. They're gonna they're gonna probably charge you about 
but they, they're not going to kick you out. <clears throat> you see, trauma on top of trauma on top of on top of pain on top of hurt that's the way the devil works and his last objective is to make you crazy but you see Jesus says with loving kindness have I drawn thee now this lady said a lot of other things to me too which I can talk about the little common stuff. But I know God is going to do a complete work with the city. She never had a husband. Remember what Jesus told the woman at the well? He said, you've had five husbands. And the one you have now is not your husband. See, you can have 50 husbands. Have and meet the one <laughs> that God has for you, that God has ordained for you, it's just like you ain't never been married. Because you ain't never been married to the one, the one that God has for you. And, and God does have one. The same way he took Eve out of Adam she was the one he got one for you brothers and sisters I'm going through this lady but I'm still thinking about all the prayer requests I said God there's got to be one thread one thread weaving through all these oh remember Rahab and the red thread there's got to be a thread that will allow all these people to get these prayers answered. It is. But I don't know if some of you are looking at it realistically. See, the Bible says that all things that pertain to life and godliness are in Jesus. But Jesus is not just a man. And he's not just a Thor. He's just like your real, he is your real. When my mother and my forsake me then the Lord takes me up everything you ever asked your father you didn't get it or you may have gotten it another time or another way but he always gave you if you had a father you always had a heavenly father he always gives you the best that he has for you. And it always works out for your good. 
I want you to just listen to one testimony if I can get it this morning. I'm going somewhere with this. It is not the time. There's a, the Bible says there's a time and a purpose for everything <clears throat> under the heaven. That's over there in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. But I wonder if I could get, you see, I live an exciting life every day, every day. Sometimes people call me and I got to go. I have stuff going on all the time. And you know what? It keeps me alive. It used to be an old Pentecostal song. He's all over me and he's keeping me alive. He keeps me alive. He keeps me alive, and and I'm I'm not the kind of person um I'm not a gossip. If I call you asking you, I'm, I'm digging for something. I'm I'm searching because I know that if I talk to somebody else and they got the Holy Ghost, then the Holy Ghost can speak to to me through them, even if they don't know what what I'm talking to them about. Sometimes I'll call them up and say just. I just need you to listen. And I'll say, does this make sense? But see, if it don't make sense, I can't understand it. I'm not deep. I am so simple. I'm so simple that people think that they can disregard me or, or that some, I used to say, man, they must think I have dumb stamped on my forehead. I don't. I have Jesus stamped on my forehead. Nothing, hear me, nothing in life is free. Everything in this life costs you something. The wonderful thing is what what your relationship with God costs you is you. It's you understanding with God up is down. Did you hear me? With God up is down. Up in Christ is down on your knees. Or on your face even. When is the last time? You have laid prostrate out on the floor with your face on the floor to God, talking to God. I pray prostrate on the floor because of one reason. If I'm down on the floor with my face to the floor, I can't go no lower. And God can only do one thing. Bring me up. When I get up off my face, somebody on here, you got this wrong. I know that I know the lady over there on the got it wrong, but even in her getting 
wrong, after I got through talking with her, she said, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. She said, why couldn't I see this? I said, because the devil had you blind, deaf, and dumb. Blind, deaf, and dumb through witchcraft. Blind, deaf, and dumb through witchcraft because the person wanted to buy, not steal, buy her husband who she bought. I said, you know, if you would have followed the Bible, it would have been better for you anyway. He who findeth the wife finds a good thing, not, not she who goes out and finds a man and buys him. I said, that's called slavery. That never works. Because the minute, the minute they come up out of that witchcraft, they're going to run. She said, but I didn't, I didn't do witchcraft. I said, uh, yes, you did. She said, what kind of witchcraft did I say? You mesmerized me. I think that's called bewitched and seducing. I said, you knew that. You knew that. I said, you was just doing the same thing R. Kelly did. Only you did yours in the name of Jesus. Lying. Now, I know you don't want to hear this. Hang up. Get off the line. Go somewhere else. But you should have heard this a long time ago. Brothers and sisters, you are crazy if you think you could tell God what to do. Some of We need to even watch the words we use. Some of our words are just so offensive. And to me, that's an offense. You're going to tell God something. Yeah, the song says, tell him all my troubles. But you're not going to tell God what to do. That's why. She's over there. And you know what? They sent me pictures. She's like a prodigal right now. God wants some of you to come back down to earth. To line up with his word. To accept his love. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Remember, it's about 90-something on you, 90-something of you that just got saved. I don't want you going the wrong direction. 
Baltimore will be saved. Baltimore area will have a revival. And some of you that got saved on here going to be part of it. But I pray if you don't get nothing else, you're able to enter into a right relationship with God. And you won't come to Jesus just for stuff. Because when you got saved last week, it was because you wanted relief from oppression. But in getting your relief from oppression, in love. Get in. You see, God can teach you how to love him. God can teach you about love, real love. He brings you out of darkness into his light because he loves you. I realize I need to pray with everybody that sent in a prayer request. Some of you have stuff oppressing you that should have been gone. But God couldn't even deliver you because you got a wrong mindset. Really. So I'm going to try my best between now and um, before this window closes. Before this window closes. I want to pray. I want to help bring some clarity. Because there wasn't one prayer request that was sent that Jesus isn't ready and willing to answer. But there's a there's a there's a order order to it. There's an order to how God moves. And that order is always seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these, you got that? Things, all those things in your prayers will be added unto you. 
You cannot tell me, Christians, that you can't see this hurt, this pain, this misery, this trauma, these in the airways trying to make people crazy. Intentionally. It ain't no mistake. You and God, you and God are the majority. The enemy is trying to make you think you are the minority. Uh Uh-uh. You and God are the majority. You and God are the sum total of everything. But you're not working it right. You're trying to get it from the top down. I told you God works from the if you can if you can if you can bring it from the bottom up, you got it. Not from the top down. Even although you see this in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, you're on earth. And your prayers go up. I used to hear him say that so much. I, I, I thought maybe that's just a moniker they use, but it's the truth. Blessings. You and God meet each other. Yours is coming through the kingdom. And like I was saying that lady, you know, look, I don't, I don't want to hear all these tears because, you know, that ain't moving nothing but you closer to a heart attack. I'm not concerned about what you feel because your feelings messed up. Jesus said, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life and health and strength. What is the kingdom? Paul said, I'm not coming to you through the wisdom of man's word. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Kingdom. Kingdom ushers everything in. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Where's the Holy Spirit? Where's God's own Holy Spirit in you? Brothers and sisters. This is why the enemy puts so much stuff on you from so many different directions at the same time. Because he wants to keep you out righteousness, peace, and joy. So that the us so that the us can be ushered in. My my personality is different from your personality. You might be a person that only likes soft, angelic what God will use for you. Stop. 
stop trying to be an imitation of something or somebody else. God wants people to imitate him, which they got to see in demonstration through you, and they got to know that it works through you, and then they will uh, take it on. So much to learn. So much to do. I don't know about you, but I just don't have any more time to waste. In February, I will be 71. Glory to God. My back came back. Still walk upright. Other than a few little minor issues, you know, I can do this. I still have use of all of my extremities, and my mind is okay. But you got the you got the purpose in your heart. It's like Renee. I know you're on here, and I know you hear me. I've been thinking about you all week, and all I keep thinking is, why don't you own your own radio station? Why don't you own your own TV station? That's all I've been thinking. Ownership. Ownership. All I've been thinking. Okay, God. Really? At 70, I'm going to manufacture something? At this age? I've been wanting a, a manufacturing plant. I used to want to make a screw to go in the space shuttle. When I was little, I said, I'm going to invent a screw that goes in the space shuttle. One little screw. But that time I was thinking about how to be rich. And I knew if I could invent one little screw, it would have to be so uh, uh, miraculous have to stand all this force and everything. And and believe it or not, my teacher told me, stop daydreaming. <laughs> Spaceship Columbia blew up and I realized then if I'd have had a screw on there, I'd have been liable. My company. But I've made a million dollars before. It's not hard. And I looked at some of those um, requests. People need ownership. You're not going to be able to do the things that you, you got here, God. What, I don't care if it's $100 an hour and enough hours. So I've been thinking, what, what could I do? What, what what could I open up to manufacture something? I know some people up here opened up a radio station from a low little power thing their daddy had after World War. No, 
Vietnam, I guess. Korea. That's what it was, Korea. And when they opened up the radio, somebody said, look, I, I own a um, right to this this here call letters for TV. So now they're getting ready to open up a cable. I'm just watching them. But with the with the knowledge you got, with the wisdom you got, it ain't no reason for you not to own. Own. Yo, all you got to do is start out with a low power. Of, I don't even know how it works now, but digital. Ownership. Earth is the Lord's. But 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 you see, the devil got y'all tied up. I never thought at this age I'd be even thinking about, okay. But brothers and sisters, <clears throat> listen, hundreds of thousands of dollars isn't going to get it anymore. You got to think in terms of making millions and billions. There's somebody out here that will invest in everything. And if you can get them to agree with it. Why not own your own video? And and Renee, I want to talk to you because I'm thinking about Putting the money in a network, then then no, then my friends can't be kicked off. Somebody invented Google. You know who it was. Somebody invented um, YouTube. You know who it was. Somebody invented Microsoft from equipment that IBM had. That the government, the government have thousands of patents. Thousands of patents. That they're not even using. I want you to come up. You, you for real? You for real? Well, it's time to get real. It's time to do business with your president of your corporation being God. Somebody invented a better thimble. (laughs) Thimble. Somebody needs a representative for their art. Somebody needs an agent for their book. Get your mind sanctified. God say with loving kindness have I drawn thee. It's a Ted liner on here. He got lots of uh, business patents and ideas. All kind of people on here. But you still worried about being kicked on the leg. You still worrying about 
crazy stuff. The devil trying to mess your mind up to stop your mind from being able to go to higher heights and deeper depths. You got like um, you got people designers. You heard Natasha. I saw these frames. These were designer frames. These frames cost a thousand dollars. Well, guess what? The eye at the bottom from somebody who designed them under some name and is making money sitting back because Natasha saw them and hired them and God found a way for her to get them. You gotta stop thinking small. Right now there's gonna be after this pandemic thing, thank God for Jesus. But you gotta be looking beyond that. So many businesses went under. The government at last is going to have money to put into new innovative ideas. Do you have an idea? Did you ask God for an idea? Did you sit down and talk to God and say, look, God, thank you. Thank you. You see, you got to thank him. You got to acknowledge what he's already done. Did you talk to him? I'm alive for your purpose. People going to have to eat. I know some guys got fish farms right here in America. They farming they fish, taking it to market, selling it every day. You don't know who they are. You buy the fish. I know some young people started some farms over there in the Virginia, I think. You're right. You're right. When you walk into Walmart, every product is someone's idea. You're right. But it ought to be yours. And I'm thinking about these things because God is putting it in my mind because he got something for me to do before I get out of here and go to rest in heaven. But I'm going to have a job up there, too, doing something up there, down here, whichever. Why are you you allowing devils, demons, and witches to usurp God's ability in you? It just doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. But I can understand when I realize that you got a whole generation, generations, raised up for other people to think for them. That's not God's way. God gave you a mind, a will. He gave you intellect. He gave you your emotions to use to write instead of allowing your emotions to be double-dumped, squeezed out. 
This had to be said. It had to be said. But but you see, the whole objective is you got to make God. When you start, you're going to tell God what to do. How you going to tell God to give you an idea that he already predestined for your life? I mean, come on. No. That thing really got me. How insulting to God. How insulting God. It's your season. You got a few days in this window still open. You got a few days. Maybe I might come back. No, I ain't going to commit to nothing. But I, I do want to get this imagination. <clears throat> you have a sanctified imagination. If you can imagine it, God can create it for you. I work with you in the co-creation of it. But do something. Stop sitting on your behind getting fat. That's what I, I was doing. I was doing it. Because I'm thinking, well, you know what? Uh, man, this retirement age. Ain't no retirement for no missionary. Ain't no retirement for the men and women of God. You're going to work all your life, but it ain't going to be tedious work. <clears throat> it's going to be good work, easy work. It's going to be joyful work. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is your strength. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Joy. Joy is a part of the kingdom of God. Peace. Your mind can function in peace. And I'll close out with this. Remember when God created Adam and then he breathed into Adam, Adam became a living soul? Well, God gave Adam a job in the kingdom, in the garden. And the job that God gave Adam was not to toil and labor. It was to work with his mind. Adam, what you gonna name this? Adam, what is that? I think I'll call that a rabbit. Hmm. Adam, what is this? I think I'll call that a deer. Adam, what about this? I think I'll call that snake. Are you getting it? Don't let this don't let this time pass you by. Don't let this time pass you by. Miss Miss Mary, I know you on the blog talk, or you were on the blog talk. I'm gonna open up your mic. Would you give these people a little testimony? Miss Mary, I think I got your mic. Can you hear me?
Can you hear me? Are you ready to give anybody a testimony? Nope. She got one. Can you hear me? Your testimony about the healing. Want to do it later? I caught it as a fast. That's the one for this week. Not one healing, a couple. Brothers and sisters, we don't tell God what to do. We ask. And according to his plan, he answers. We petition, and according to his will, he answers. We serve him, and he blesses us. We give, he gives. God gave, Jesus gave, the Holy Spirit gave, you gave, I gave. And it, and it could keep the world going round. Please. Do something for somebody else. Serve God by serving somebody else in celebration of Jesus' birthday. Being selfish and self-seeking and self-centered and most importantly self-serving. Serve God. You won't have all those. I'm going to pray with you individually. I'm going to help you come up and out and over. And that makes you an overcomer. Holiday. I've been sending stuff out. I've been trying to be a blessing to other people. Oh, you couldn't hear me. Okay. Is the blog talk working? Let me see. Maybe I had the wrong number. Let's see. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Oh, great. Can you can you share any of your testimony, whatever part you and uh, your, Mr. Alberto want to? Okay, yes, ma'am. The hear yes, Any part? Uh, mm-hmm. Well... <clears throat> Last week, my husband had an issue with his stomach, and uh, he had never asked me for prayer. He heard about the hands, the healing hands, but that day, he asked me to pray for him. So I prayed for his stomach. I laid my hands on him, and the next day, he 
had an experience that he was always like he didn't know what to do, what what to think about it. It was like uh, he was cleansing his stomach and came out of his stomach. And he thought it was, well, he knew it was God's healing him from the inside. So he was all in all that God had healed him. And I said, yes, God did it. God was the one that healed you. Yeah. So we, we were all in, both of us were all in all that we just couldn't believe it, but we did believe it. It was just like a talk. Amen. 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 What about Oh. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Was it the ear? Was what, ma'am? Was it was it your ear? Yes. Heard you last week. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, and I had the healing when I call you, terrible uh, toothache, and oh, all that's my. What it- all the way to my ear, my throat, it, it was terrible. So you prayed for me, and uh, I got healed. By the time I knew it, I didn't have a, any pain. That was just miraculous. It was just, I, I mean, I know it's God, but sometimes we like, well, that quick. It was amazing. Brothers and sisters, God can't work for you if you don't believe him. Amen. He can't work for you if you don't believe him. I don't care what you learned in the past. You're going to have to let some of the stuff go. You hear me? You're going to have to let for that stuff go and you're going to have to believe God Amen Could you you tell it again because I I had to plug up this other um, um, but you've always you've always had faith I mean when I first met Jessica and I talked to you I came to your house remember Yes, ma'am. I came to your house, and you and your husband accepted me like family. I never yes. forgot. I never forgot yes. it. We you had see, brother, You have to extend hospitality. You got to. It works. I don't know how to explain it to you. Is a chef. And we haven't done it here yet, but my husband set up his own little meals on wheels. When we were down there in South Florida, senior citizens were sick and looking horrible. My husband, in a little tiny kitchen, I mean tiny, it was so small, I would have to back up and he would have to go in, and then I would. Come in. <laughs> my husband, he 
he started feeding, he made his own meals on wheels. He started feeding these senior citizens. They started getting fat. They started getting healthy. Their their care was wondering, what's happening? That food was prepared with love. And it was made just for them. You got to you got to learn. It ain't always about money. Money is okay. We need money. But God ain't got to have money to get you what you need. God can get the money. Bring it to you. Or send it to you. But the main thing is, you got to have a purpose in your heart. You got to. All God, you know what all God wants from you and me? It's a little bit of love. Amen. Amen. Oh, that we love him. He wants to see that love in action. Look, it's Jesus' birthday. There's no better time. And I'm not talking about going up, you know, that there are people that get feed on the feeding line and they've been fed on the feeding line for a million years. I'm talking about going and doing something personal. To somebody you know, somebody that really needs to see. Right now, the world is in a horrible shape. It's in a horrible shape. It's teetering between faith and no faith. It's teetering between the love of God and making man a God. It's teetering between, brothers and sisters, a Christian believer. You're not supposed to be caught up in that. Yes, ma'am. Give up the world. Give up the world. Appropriate Jesus. And I guarantee you this. When we get through them prayer lists, they won't be prayer requests anymore. Amen. In your little book, done, completed, God. And it won't be because you and I told God nothing to do. God already got the plan in action. So that's what I'm telling you this morning. Anything else you want to say? Or that's it. I mean, can, can I, can I, uh, uh, tell you all about my blessings. Can I tell people about my blessings that I receive? Yeah, if you want to. Yes. Okay. My husband and I were thinking, how do we get some comfortable chairs here in the living room when we listen to you? We didn't want to spend money that we didn't have, so we were just well, okay, we'll sit in our old chairs that we have and get all that. Well, my heart is still, like, so grateful that we got a whole living room set. I mean, a whole living room set. A big sofa. I mean, I cannot imagine and two recliners that we didn't expect.
expect to receive generous person and loving person of God. That's what I wanted to share, that God is so good and so merciful that he'll hear you. He knows what you need. He'll give you that. He said money is, well, we need the money, but this is bigger than money. This is just a big blessing for me and my husband. Amen. From Sister Erica. <laughs> Let me forget how God can use Sister Erica. She has been beautiful to our family and to all that listen to her. She is a godly woman. She's her God is full of loving kindness. Yes. Thank you, Sister Erica. We love you. I love you. I love you too. But you see, love you. I love you too. It took a, it took a, it took a, it took several miracles, brothers and sisters. It took cooperation. It took a daughter's love for mama. Yes. And the whole family operated. Sometimes, sometimes you just need the presence of that anointing around you while you're doing something. My bottom line is You got to give up the world And there's no better time Than to start right now You got to make sacrifice to God No better time Give up the world Fall in love with Jesus You you initiated The follow through I'll see you tomorrow On the deadline Give up the world Give up the world Cursing. Oh.
and God told me. God uses people. People that have their ear and their heart inclined for them. And he's trying to use and try to use some of you, but you don't listen. You can't hear Amen. him. You claim that you can't hear him if it's just for you. If you're just hearing him for you, you ain't hearing him at all. Everybody say hallelujah. Come on again. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Listen. I will sing. And tell of your goodness. Cause you are. And oh you're so. And the things that you do 
for the people of God never forgotten. And just when you think that God doesn't remember, he steps in and says, here I am. I was just waiting for you to ask. Don't tell me anything. Ask, brothers and sisters. Ask. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everybody say hallelujah. Come on again. Boy, I'm rolling this morning. The Lord said to me just now, he said, your footprints are in Texas. Your footprints are in Texas. You didn't have to go in the natural. I sent Jessica up there so your footprints would be in Texas. Yay! I completed the mission! Everybody say hallelujah. Come on again. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Listen. I will sing. And tell of your goodness. Cause you are. And oh, you're so.
mighty. Great and mighty. Brothers and sisters, you do something for somebody else today and watch what God does for you. I mean, something that's going to cause you to stretch a little bit or have to do something you ain't never done before. Or go somewhere you ain't never had to go before. Or do something you've never done. Watch. Watch. If you stretch, we're in a we're in a season right now. We're in the middle of a season. God wants to demonstrate his love for you. God wants to demonstrate the reality of who he is to you. And he only wants to do it because he loves you. Right in the middle of what you're doing now, you're on your way out. Ask God to help you believe him for your exodus. I'll see you tomorrow on the TED Line. Hello? Am I on? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming tonight. I got a young man I want to introduce you to. We call him Ike Knight. Oh, yeah. I'm a music major.
production. I can't hear y'all clapping. 